This is the Quiz Bowl Cast, Episode 12F. Cancel Bowl 7. Round 6 between Peter Moore's backup band and Ask Not What John Stamos Can Do For You. Ask What You Can Do For John Stamos. <laughs> Don't worry about it too much. Anyway, you're going to miss a few. All right. That's the first. He has a clinical psychology degree from the University of Chicago, a Master of Divinity degree from Princeton Theological Seminary, as well as a bachelor's degree from Pepperdine University, where he would meet his wife, who he currently lives with in Southern California. The writer of books such as Finding Contentment, When Momentary Happiness Just Isn't Enough, and Catching the Rhythm of Love, Experience Your Way to a Spectacular Marriage, is best known for pioneering a date selection process using his famous... Neil Clark Warren. Yes. Wow, I knew that. I was the ER guy from the first book. Given some past TV roles, name the heroes that he's married. Five, if you need his role on the show. Pretend Sean Blumberg in Felicity, Eric Weiss in Alias, the pilot in Lost. Benjamin. No, for five, Mark Matt Parkman. Parkman, oh, it's a Gruber. Yes. Um, Bradley in one episode, this is for trying to get, Bradley in one episode of Entourage, Dr. Avery Atherton in one episode of Nip Tuck, Stephen Carrington on Dynasty. Pasdar? For five, Mr. Bennett. Oh, it's Mr. Bennett. Um, Coleman. Yes. Uh, pretend to Clan Dawn in Mysterious Ways, Gabriel's lawyer on Desperate Housewives, the title character in Prophet. Oh, it's Pasdar. Yes, so that's 20. Two. In Spanish-speaking countries, he is known as Pilon. Beggars in Stormwind City in World of Warcraft will sometimes say his famous catchphrase to passersby. He once made a cameo on an episode of Good Eats featuring ground beef. He was portrayed on film in 1980 by Paul Dooley. Hamzar... Oh. You? Bluto? No, I'm sorry. What? Um, Hamzar addresses him for a Homestar Halloween special. During World War II, the RAF Wellington bomber was nicknamed after him. Fittingly, a chain of hamburger restaurants were named after him in the UK. Ten points in this pop by supporting character who will gladly pay you tomorrow for a hamburger today. Wendy. Yes. Okay, just speaking of these bands with a shared link, 5, 10, 20, 30. This band recently took home the 2006 Best Video Moon Man at the VMAs for their remarkably awful I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. Yes. The Seattle-formed indie rock band drew critical acclaim for their two Matador release LPs, Good Health and The New Romance. New Romance is familiar, but... Uh, 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 no, it's um, Pretty Girls Make Graves. Uh, formed by, oh, I get the, get the connection now, I'm sorry. Formed by Siobhan Faye after she left Bananarama, this group had a surprise top five hit in 1992 with the Kate Bush-esque stay. These are all uh, bands named after Smith's song. Okay, I don't know this one. I don't know this one. I guess, I'm out. It's a charming man. <laughs> it's Shakespeare's sister. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Pack of the Disco, Pretty Girls Make Graves, and Shakespeare's Sister all get their names from song titles or lyrics by one influential Yes, so that's 10. They weren't called Pack of the Disco. Number three. People are 
having unprotected sex, opportunity is passing you by. Justice is being perverted in a court of law. Guilt is turning someone inside out. There's a bomb factory at work. Somebody's got the wrong idea. Oil companies and old men are in control. Nothing is more expensive than regret. Youth is king. Science is building a better tomato. Something, someone is working too hard for minimum wage. Your parents miss you, and Ed's got his hands full. For 10 points, these are all things that, according to the 1992 video by Van Halen, are happening when Right now. Yes. Some actors just get lucky. Identify these performers with unusually high strike rates in the movies they appear in for 10 points each. Two of these actors, two of these actors, three performances netted him a nomination for the Best Actor Oscar before he died at age 24 in 1955. All five of these actors' performances in the 1970s were in movies nominated for the Best Picture Oscar that can still be found on the IMDb Top 250. A streak dying of bone cancer in 1978 enables him to never break. Yes. This actress managed to keep a high strike rate and stay alive, merely quitting acting forever after winning the Best Actress Award at the 2000 Cannes Film Festival, citing her miserable experiences with director Lars von Trier as the impetus. Oh, um. It is your okay. Thirty. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. Four, Zach De La Roca sings it repeatedly in the song CIA Criminals in Action. In Penn and Teller Get Killed, Penn shouts it as he's escorted out by casino security. Wrestler Kevin Nash yells it several times while getting arrested at a WCW event. In the movie Garden State, it is quoted by one of Andrew Largeman's friends, attributing the quote to the wrong actor. In Saturday Night Fever, John Travolta shouts it repeatedly at his grandmother after he was mistaken for Al Pacino in a club the night before. For 10 points, name this one word, one word quote, yelled repeatedly. Um, no. Um, this one word quote yelled repeatedly by Sonny Wurtzig at the police in Dog Day Afternoon. A reference Attica. Attica. By the way, I didn't write the For 10 points each, name the country given players from their current Davis Cup squads. Uh, Leighton Hewitt, Paul Henley. Yes. David Nalbandian, Guillermo Canas, yeah. uh, Tomas Berdic, Ivo Minar, Czech Republic. Yes, that's very nice. Okay. Playing at both Long Beach State and Eastern Michigan, he started at. Yeah. Who's that? George Gurman. Answer these questions about the April Fool's Day hoaxes of everyone's favorite not evil corporation, Google, for 10 points each. Okay. The first April Fool's Day hoax came in 2000 when Google announced this new search technology that was supposed to read the user's mind via the internet, eliminating the need for typing searches. Wow. We want this. I mean, like, not what? especially. Do you know the other two? I, like, one of them came. Give me uh, the last bonus. Because, uh, like, most of these bonuses are really yeah, easy. We'll yeah, blame it. Blame. Uh, what is Google paper? I don't know this. So I feel like uh, I'm sure. I don't know. No, that's mine. All right. Well, I wonder if like a toilet OS or something. Yeah, go like a toilet ISP. Mental Flex, Google Gulp. And Google TISP or toilet toilet internet. Yeah, search. I knew toilet, but that's it. Okay. Um, 
Identify these seasons of the real world for clues for technical engagement. <laughs> this season mostly featured the cast members screaming in pain and drew criticism from viewers that there was no way the cast could afford apartments that big. Uh, maybe wow. New York City? New York City. Yeah. New York? No, it's actually the real world of the sun from Futurama. Oh, yeah. Okay. In an inversion, in an inversion of the standard real world formula, a white guy is placed in a house filled with black people who sleep with his girlfriend, stab his father, yeah. and eventually build him out of the house. Mad real world? Mad real world. Bickering was shown among Superman, Robin, Catwoman, the Incredible Hulk, Aquaman, and the Falcon. Real world metropolis. Real world metropolis. Uh huh. That's twenty. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know. Yeah. It was started at a Survivor Stucks message board in 2004 by a TV professor. Vote for the worst. Yes. Nice. What's that? Sanjaya. Uh, Ready? Yeah. Namely, shady movie characters only known by a vague job description for 10 points each. Played by Robert Duvall and only appearing in just one of the movie scenes, this figure pays Harry Cole to record conversations between his wife and her lover in the conversation. Interloper. <laughs> the, the driver, the chauffeur. The driver. As the director. Uh, one of the only main characters in the movie to originally appear in Firefly, this shady alliance agent hunts down River Tam for most of Swindy. Oh, crap. Um, oh, what's that? The bounty hunter. The, the arbiter. It's the operative. Uh, and originally supposed to be portrayed by Stephen Queen, this, the, the titular getaway artist of this 1978 Walter Hill movie was eventually filled in by Ryan O'Neill. Um, uh, the jackal. 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 No, it actually is the driver this time. Cool. Variable from this difficulty. All right. It was created on September 5th of 2006 and was described by its creator Richie Sangby as not only different from anything we've had on the site before, but quite unlike anything you can find on the web. Three days later, the site's co-founder and CEO issued an apology for it, saying that they really messed up and that even though I wish I. Like the feed on Facebook? Yes, I'll accept that. Right. It's news feed, Facebook news. Oh. Uh. Okay. <laughs> Internet trash. Weird question. All right. Um, identify this, these electronic artists whose work just about represents the sum total of Francis' contributions to the last 30 years of pop music. Oh, God. Uh, Thomas Bangal during Guy Manuel de Homem Cristo make up this duo of would-be robots responsible for hits like One More Time, Robot Rock, and Around the World. Yep. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, Pocket Symphony is the latest album of this French duo who have still yet to eclipse the reputation of their heavily acclaimed 1998 debut, Moon Safari. It's not iPhone 55, it's first. Just say it. Just say it. iPhone 55. Here. Uh, no. It's iPhone 65. Here. It's Air, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, formerly working under the pseudonym of Later Than Digital and occasionally using David Bowie's old Thin White Duke moniker, this French house producer has recently broken out of the States due to his remixes of Coldplay, The Killers, and Gwen Stefani, as well as his production on Madonna's Confessions on the Dance Floor. Wow. Where has he broken out? I, I don't know. I know Akon was on tour with Gwen Stefani. God, I don't think it's him. Maybe he was in jail. Alright, you don't know. As Jacques Lucan also accepts Stuart Price, which is that exactly Cool. Um, so that's... Alright. All right. In a review of the movie Identity, Philadelphia... Oh, wait. Yeah. I pressed the wrong button, maybe. 
Uh, in a review of the movie Identity, Philadelphia Weekly reporter Sean Byrne said that fans of this movie would flip for identity. Described as Silence of the Lambs meets Psycho, the main characters are a lit professor serial killer who calls himself a deconstructionist, his female hostage, and the investigator trying to track him down. At one point in the movie, there's a chasing involving the killer fleeing on horseback with the girl. Three? Prompt. Donald Kaufman's three? The three? It's the three. Oh, come on. No, no, no. It says prompt on three. So, but you, you can have it. Um, I'd protest if that matters. No, he said the three. I mean... Yeah, he did not. Yeah, yeah he got okay. it. Okay. Before the time is up. Okay. Given a property and a monopoly board, say how much it costs to buy. Buy five, ten, ten. Boardwalk. $400. <laughs> Any of the four railroads? Indiana Avenue. I think 220. 220? Yes, specific avenue. 300. 300. Or is it 320? The album became the band's first LP to go platinum upon its release in 1981, and has since sold over 4 million in the US. The album's famous cover is a shot taken in front of the Ontario Legislature Building in Toronto. And it at least a... Moving pictures? Yes. Yeah. I hope. Rush. Rush. I could guess. Oh, yeah. Here comes a tough bonus. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> that means yes. Uh, give it an acronym to protagonist of an 80s TV show. Say what the name stands for. Oh, Here comes Code Rose. Al. Kelly Delightful. Yes. Kate from Knight Rider. It's like. K I T T. Car in the. Car. Track. Night is just 2000. Vicky from Small Wonder. That's ridiculous. Uh no. 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 Bible, insectoid, ninja. Voice input. Input control. Very close. Voice input child identicate. Yeah. So, so ten. you got ten. Cool. Uh <laughs> the next a fixture. This is at of ten. A fixture since 1980. He is currently portrayed by former gymnastics instructor Bob Wolf, who was hired in 1988 for an open tryout. In 2005, he was selected to be part of the inaugural class of the Mascot Hall of Fame. Ronald McDonald. No, sorry. Okay. It's a baseball. So yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah. My bad. Good job. More notably, he was also a secret character in NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Shit. Yeah. An yeah. My bad. Known for his high-flying trampoline dunks in the third and fourth quarter of home games at the U.S. Airways Center. The Phoenix Suns gorilla. Yes. Otherwise, I'm gonna go. Also. Okay. Cool. Your bonus. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you like it. Um. <laughs> Through the years, there have been many wrestling gimmicks based off of popular movie characters. Identify them for 10 points each. Hey Chico, played in the early 90s by Scott Hall, this WWE character was a blatant ripoff of Tony Montoya from Scarface. From his style of dress, accent was Miami Cuban origins. 
to references to himself as the bad guy. Originally pushed as a heel, he quickly became a fan favorite. Okay. I have no idea. No, no. no. Oh, that was Razor Ramon. Uh, Sting was one of them. And uh, Waylon Murphy. Sting, really? Oh, yeah. Actually, I know he was not a member of the police, oh. so police got him. Anyway. Alright, so next, your bonus instead. Given a brain teaser post to a character in a movie, name the movie it appears in five points and give the correct answer to the teaser for another five. When you say my name, I'm not there anymore. What am I? Silence Labyrinth. It is silence. Uh, the movie's life is beautiful. Uh, yeah. What weighs more, all the trains that pass through Grand Central Station or all the trees cut down to make U.S. currency? Uh, it's a trick question because trains don't go through Grand Central Station and it's a bad part of the pensions. So, trains don't go through Grand Central Station, so it's a trick question and it's a bad part of the pensions. Um, the answer is... Or, no, 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 go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm guessing the answer is actually all the trees cut down there. Actually, I don't think I need to. Actually, they weigh the same. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Oh, I see what you mean. No, those three are cut down, so they're kind of taken out of the closet. Oh. And the inside man. Okay. So, um, on my way to St. Ives, I met a man with seven wives. Each wife had seven sacks. Each sack had seven kittens. Kittens, cats, sacks, wives. How many more of the same? One cat, I heard. Yes. That's 15 also. Okay. What's your name? Oh, it's a cross. I don't remember. Okay, so the half, I have 195.80. Okay. Sure. Sure. So um, sure. I guess. I have 65. Yeah, there are three eggs. Toss up two, toss up four, and toss up ten. The first two are Charles's, and, then and the last one's one Mike's. Which one is Charles? Bus. Okay. No. Uh, Meg five. My bad. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Economic social conditions of a titular country. The term came to prominence in the United States during the early conflicts of the Cold War, but has since become better known for its application in film. With examples appearing in movies like Reservoir Dogs, Die Hard, True Romance, The Killer, and most famously, the gay Western pictures like The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Jim Boynes identified this derogatory sounding term for either a political stalemate or a gun duel with multiple participants. Mexican standoff. Yes. Uh, Mexican standoff. Mexican standoff. Given a number of items from Wikipedia page, identify what list of fictional lengths they all come from. Okay. 5, 10, 23. Uh, deep Thought, Neuromancer, How My Thousand. Robots, computers, computers. The Blue Parrot, Dukes, the Bronze. Uh, the Blue Parrot is a club. Okay. Club. Yes, nightclub. Replacement, North Spire, and Voter Apathy. Fiction. 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 Fiction.
It was a list of fictional political parties. Uh, Forky Pig, Billy Divot, and Butters.
That's a fun thing. Damon. Yes. This former Ryan Fire wide receiver spent the last three years with the Vikings, but is best known for his 1,400-yard season during 1,900 yard season during 1999 with the Bears. Uh, I'll, 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 Did you say Terrell? That's Marcus Robinson. This Dartmouth grad and one of the few Jewish players in the NFL started as QB for the Miami Dolphins from 2000 to 2003 and played for the Amsterdam Admirals. Fiedler. Fiedler. Yeah, yeah, I think they must have spelled it wrong. It's just Fielder here. No, it's Cecil Fielder. Two sports stuff. How much was that? Uh, 20. 20. Cecil Fielder. Okay. Drafted by the San Francisco Giants in the fourth round of the 1978 amateur draft, he made the cover of Sports Illustrated for hitting a game-tying home run in 1987 to help the Milwaukee Brewers off to their 12th straight win to start the season. He holds the record for having the lowest batting average while still qualifying for the batting title, hitting 179 for the Tigers in 1991. For 10 points, name this play who, player who, despite hitting 230 home runs in his career, despite and despite holding the single-season AL record for most strikeouts in a year with 186 and striking out over 140 times. What? Okay. Who, despite hitting 2000. It's really far. Okay. Who, despite hitting 230 home runs in his career, despite holding the single season AL record for most strikeouts in a year with 186 and striking out over 140 times, seven times. I don't know. Anyone have any idea? Is that the end of the question? Yeah, that's the end of the question. All right. Cecil Bielder. Oh, I know who it is now. Martelli? Yes. Kingman? Rob Deere. It is Rob Deere. Enough to know what happens in the beginning. Yeah. You can go. 2010 the company. Okay. 40 it produces things. How about Vivid Entertainment? IKEA. 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 Yeah. Hang on a second. They weren't the answer here. <laughs> that is yeah, we can probably is it, it at out. the bottom of the bonus? Uh, but I think you probably guessed the answer. Um, all right. Well, anyway. <laughs> it briefly participated in an internship program with NYU in the mid 90s, which was called off when the school determined that the interns weren't actually learning anything of importance. <laughs> Wow, good clue. Um, <laughs> it's really awesome. Uh, so, I don't know. What's the thing from Seinfeld that uh, Costanza did? Uh, the uh, Cosmo Enterprises. Yeah, well. Is that, is there, I, know, I, know, I know what they're looking for. That's the right thing they're looking for. That's not the correct That's not right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's IKEA. No, I mean, it's, yeah, among, it's among the products advertised on its website is a super hot hot tub, which sells for about $4,000. Cooper 9000 wheelchair sells for about $2,000. I'm pretty sure it's Kramer's name. Like, Cramerico, yeah. or like Cramerica, I think. Sure. Cramerica. That's the right answer. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> they 
there's no answer. I'm just happy that Peter Milligan used the four-word phrase as the inspiration for one of his ecstatic characters, who had the superpower to quit at just the right time. Former UK conservative leader William Hague used the four-word phrase on an episode of British sitcom Have I Got News For You, saying that the phrase left out wine guzzling. Recently, the New York Post used the phrase as inspiration for a December 2006 headline about the Iraq study group and its recommendation to withdraw U.S. combat bridges from Iraq. Jeff points in this four-word insult, implying the cowardice of a certain country in Western Europe, uh, cheese eating surrender monkeys. Yes. Oh. Truly a movie for all audiences. For ten points each, answer these questions about jokes you might not have gotten the first time you saw Clueless. When Cher organizes a charity drive at her school, her friend Travis brings in this non-traditional donation, which Cher suggests it should be put with the kitchenware. Uh, Did you guys have a lane? No. No, we used it. Tupperware? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Tupperware. It's a bong. During the scene where Cher tries to seduce her gay friend Christian, he's showing her a clip from this 1960 movie, in which Lawrence Olivier Soli attempts to seduce Tony Curtis. Uh oh. What is this? I don't know. My Man Friday. Sure. Spartacus. 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 Those are the two movies they're watching. Spartacus and Spartacus. When Elton tells Cher that he wants her not high, an extremely shocked Cher says she is having this type of moment. Senior, maybe? Like, blonde. I don't know. Senior moment. Clueless moment. Clueless moment. So that's. Cool. Our bonus conversion is through the charts. Let me tell you. Culture that we're over the heads of people with audience of the movie. That's not the theme of the bonus. We don't care. Whatever. Oh, and then we'll see if we can get to another bonus. Three toss-ups. Yeah, it's probably likely. Let's wait till that. You can just make a question. 18. Trench was looking for one on the track in Aaliyah's One in a Million album. Clifford from the Shadows had a UK top five hit about one in 1961. The Wolfgang Press had a number two modern rock hit about one in 1992. The Trogs wanted to spend their life with one in 66. Wild thing. <laughs> Young Rascal. Congratulations, you have your stupid neg too. So we're all, sad. all four of us. The Young Rascals were in love with one with a top 10 in 1957. The Smithereens wanted to win the love of one in 1990. And the ex-lead singer of Orange Juice had his only stateside hit about one on the Empire Records soundtrack in 1995. Which I point in this titular object of affection, which Farner spent 10 weeks at number two waiting for in 1981. A girl like you? It's a girl like yep. you. So I'm just going to... Steve's singing just makes the whole game. <laughs> I have one bonus, but it's like the last bonus. Should I just read that? And then really? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. All right. Um, life imitating art, imitating life, and all that. Given the Soprano stars' real life rap sheet, name their character on the show of 10 points each, five if you need the actor. Which is 
Was that by the way? Zero. 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 Zero.
Great Wichita State, Southern Illinois. The Missouri Valley Conference. Okay. Yes. Butler, Illinois, Chicago, University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Oh shit, this is the new one. It, it used to be the Horizon Conference, but now they changed its fucking name. It's not like Patriots. Horizon is what I'm going to say. It is Horizon, it says here. They changed it. It's not, that's wrong. It's the Summit Conference. There you, you go. You can have it. Oh, wait a minute, no, no, no. Don't no worry, take whatever. the points. <laughs> Alcorn State, Alabama State, Surrey View. Um, can you expand on that? No, uh, I, I don't think we can stick to like SWAC. It's SWAC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Southwestern yeah. Athletic Conference. Yeah. That's possible. So is that 30 or? Yeah. That's 30. Alright, Charles. Hey. And two characters who first publicly responded to it were played by Jeff Daniel Phillips and West Wing and Sex and the City veteran Ben Weber. More recently, the, the phrases appeared on an ad at CWA Airlines and in deliberation with actress Talia Shire, who suggested that the phrase would have a different meaning if the fourth word were replaced with the word therapist. Uh, one political pundit reacted to protests of the so easy a caveman can do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Good job. We need to add your bonus. You got a half point. You want your bonus? Sure. Well, what you're doing. Since you would even struggle, yeah, right. get it, so. Spin Magazine has in the past made some selections for their album of the year that have not quite stood the test of time. Identify some of their biggest messages for 10 points each. In perhaps the most infamous problems in history, they fucked up Loveless, Oxen Baby, and of course Nevermind, to declare the album bandwagon-esque by the Scottish power pop group as the number one album of 1991. Orange Juice is on. That's not recommending. I don't know what the fashion is. No, there weren't. Okay. Orange Juice. No, it's Teenage Fan Club. Radiohead's OB Computer, Spin gave the 1997 EOI honors to When I Was Born for the Seventh Time by this Chinder Sings British group. No idea. Oh, it's like a salt. No. Baruka Salt. That's a corner shop. Three years later, Spin passed over Radiohead again, placing Kid A at number two beside this behind this album of the year winner, which is not an actual album, but rather a conceptual change in music listening. Do you guys think they like radio? What do you It's your hard drive. Final score: Peter Moore's backup band, 130; John Stamos, 305.